From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Ilya Meritz, in for Charlie Herman. When President Trump visited Saudi Arabia last month, one of the first accomplishments he announced was a $110 billion agreement to sell advanced weapons to the desert kingdom. And the point man on that agreement? Trump's son-in-law. Jared Kushner, apparently, according to reports that the White House has now confirmed, was a critical part in negotiating certain pricing of that deal, asking... Kushner, whose background is in real estate, wasn't the only businessman on the trip. One of the masters of international finance was there, too. His name is Steve Schwartzman, the co-founder and chairman of Blackstone Group, the private equity giant. And Schwartzman, too, had something to brag about. A $20 billion investment by the Saudis in Blackstone's new U.S. infrastructure fund. Caleb Melby, a reporter with Bloomberg News, says the two deals are connected, and they tell us something about the blurry line between business and government in the Trump administration. Caleb, welcome to WNYC. Thanks for having me. So at this point, a lot of Americans are getting familiar with Jared Kushner. Not as many people know Stephen Schwartzman. Who is he and what was he doing accompanying the president to Saudi Arabia? So Stephen Schwartzman is one of the most successful businessmen in all of American history and certainly contemporary history. He runs a, a firm called Blackstone and they're, they're a private equity firm. So they'll go in, they'll collect a bunch of money from investors and then they'll buy up things, but not the way a publicly traded company would. You or I can't buy it. You have to be an investor in one of their funds. In the last decade or so, their most successful business has been real estate, and that has been buying real estate. They bought uh, Stuyvesant Town, for instance, but also making real estate loans. And uh, my co-author and I discovered that they had been making a substantial number of loans to Kushner companies all the way back starting in 2013. So I want to ask you more about those loans. But first, we have these two deals that are announced almost simultaneously. Uh, So Americans' weapons maker Lockheed Martin will sell planes, ships, and bombs to the Saudis. And the Saudis are going to invest big money in an American infrastructure fund, which is run by Blackstone. So what is the connection, if any, between those agreements? So what we know is that they were announced at the same time and they involve a lot of the same key players, uh, Jared Kushner on behalf of the Trump administration and the Saudis. We don't have any indication that it was a direct quid pro quo. And indeed, Blackstone tells us that they had been negotiating with the Saudis for an investment in their infrastructure fund uh, for over a year. But certainly, Stephen Schwartzman, uh, Blackstone's founder, he's on Trump's strategic council. He traveled with the administration there uh, to make that deal an announcement of one of several corporate announcements. And Jared Kushner, of course, made the very peculiar move of helping the Saudis negotiate that arms deal with an American company before that deal was announced. Right. And Kushner is so interesting because he has this other relationship with Blackstone that you mentioned. Going back a bunch of years, Blackstone was basically like his banker to help him buy buildings. Yeah. So uh, starting in 2013, still kind of a a hard time for them. They had just come off of the U.S. financial crisis, which hit real estate really hard and them really hard specifically. The Kushner companies. The Kushner companies. They had bought at the height in 2007, 666 Fifth Avenue, and were kind of reeling with a pile of debt from that. But they were still pushing for a play into southern Manhattan and then into Brooklyn, Dumbo specifically, where they wanted to buy up all the watchtower buildings. And uh, Blackstone was a key lender as they kind of moved their way down into Brooklyn. So on the scale of like totally ethical, completely legit to completely illegal, (laughs) how is this happening? Where does this tangle of deals fall? 
Well, look, the, the real estate deals are are totally normal in terms of like what the real estate business is and how it operates. And uh, Blackstone was looking to make loans against, you know, blue chip Manhattan and Brooklyn real estate and Kushner was looking to buy it. Uh, so these deals don't become problematic until we see all of these key players once again sort of coalescing around uh, the action in Saudi Arabia and just the Trump administration more broadly and the businesses that they continue to hold as a family, basically. So Donald Trump has been talking about infrastructure since he was a candidate and, again, after being elected and taking office. Crumbling infrastructure will be replaced with new roads, bridges, tunnels, airports and railways gleaming across our very, very beautiful land. Do you have any sense why a Blackstone would think that they can make money on on roads and bridges and tunnels? Blackstone uh, has always been ahead of the curve when it comes to new opportunities for private equity. Um, and they're definitely seeing an opportunity here. I, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what they're seeing there. That's That's what they get paid for. So we know that Jared Kushner is a point person in the White House on infrastructure and that he is also a developer. Uh We know that Stephen Schwartzman is a point person on business, an advisor to the White House on business, and he wants to make money on infrastructure. How is this not pure crony capitalism? It's based on the idea that you want experts in these areas to help you oversee them. You don't want some government bureaucrat who's never earned a hard-earned dollar in his life. But you want you want somebody who knows how to do this. And uh, certainly right now, we're mostly still dealing in the realm of potential conflicts, right? Like where does U.S. government money go and does it help Blackstone? Does it help Vernado? Does it help Lafrac? In a way that's undue, right? Because a lot of stuff that would help those three guys would, of course, help New York significantly as well. So it'll be interesting to see going forward how they parse those potential conflicts. And once the grants and plans start getting made, how that affects them and their private businesses. Okay, let me put it to you the other way. What is the line that they cannot cross? Do we know even? There's there's no actual bright line in the sand. No. But uh, Ethics watchdogs, I think, have done a pretty serious job of keeping track of these opportunities for conflict as they arise. And whether or not there's a legal conflict at any point in time, there will certainly be appearance and ethics issues. So with the pace of news these days, this episode already feels really far behind us. But is there a lesson here in in what happened in Saudi Arabia? Is there some lesson that you take from this about the Trump administration mixing business and government? Yeah, even in instances where you have firms whose interests may may very well be totally pure and, and totally innocent, by the very fact of Trump and Jared keeping their businesses or having their families keep their businesses for them while they're in office, it's kind of dragging this unwanted spotlight to all of these firms, their lenders, their partners, and it's creating it's creating a lot of headaches for a lot of people. Caleb Melby is a reporter with Bloomberg News. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I'm Ilya Meritz. This is Money Talking from WNYC.